All right, Jim. I'm ready. <laughs> you ready to be counted in? Yeah. Ready in Chamesh. Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at Watch me do stand up in Omaha, Nebraska at the Funny Bone, June 3rd through June 6th. Then the show goes to Salt Lake City. I'm doing Wise Guys Comedy Club. I've added shows on Thursday. Get those now. San Antonio, July 15th through 17th. Laugh out loud. LOL. July 22nd through 24th. Liberty Township, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio in August. Oklahoma City at the Bricktown Comedy Club in September, Indianapolis Tits, and then Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Verks, Raleigh, North Carolina at Charlie Goodnights, Orlando, Florida, November, the week of uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Did you hear my K at the end of that? I hear that K. Fuck. ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. Um, what about you, homie? Are you touring or what are you promoting Not yet. Right I now? go in the fall. I go out in the fall in September. My dates start. Good for you. Uh, RyanSickler.com. You know, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I think you mean prescribe. Podcast. Prescribe. I'm sorry, everybody. Prescribe to my podcast. <laughs> Let uh, me tell you. The Honeydew. You, the Honeydew. You know, now, subs- prescribe to my YouTube. Pres- prescribe to the YouTube. Get a pres- you know, make sure you get a, you can get a yearly prescription <laughs> on my uh, Patreon. And Put save that down. money, yeah, a yearly prescription. To Patreon. To Patreon. And what can people get on your Patreon? You get now, you get uh, a full episode of The Honeydew With Y'all, where I talk to everyone else out there. And the stories that I'm telling you, this shit that's coming out of that podcast is amazing. I know. It's I insane. Know. Like, we think we're fucked up. Those are people that have great <laughs> stories and have battled trauma. They just don't get up in front of people and laugh about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just deal with it like normal people like yeah no i don't want to get up in front of thousands of people nightly and make them laugh about the shit i went through i just want to deal with it and tell you but um but don't but don't you find that there's something it's the way i look at um like war vets you ever talk to a war vet and you try to get them to talk about stuff that they've seen and they're like nah dude you're not in the club like yeah. until you've had that same shit happen, that's right until you've been in the trenches you can't validate it you you're can't just, no and so that's what I love about your show, The Honeydew, for those of us that are like, yeah, dude, I've seen some shit. I've, I've been in the trenches. Here's a show. Not only have I seen some, I've seen so much of it that at some <laughs> point I finally had to laugh about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a percentage where you go, okay. I mean, that's kind of funny. You died like that? Okay. You're just going to leave us here like that all alone and no parents? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I but will you also say, get you also get the regular honeydew on my Patreon just to finish your question oh, sorry, real quick yes, for free, okay, ad free a day early, all at the same price, five well, bucks a month for the rest of twenty twenty one. Now, isn't ad free just fantastic for yes. five dollars? That's great. You have to try. Take you got to open these. <laughs> five bucks, you get a full episode, and I'm not doing some twenty thirty minute extra content bullshit. I'm doing an hour plus with with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you or someone you know out there has that fucking story that you're like, this needs to be heard. You don't need to be a member of Patreon, anything. Just submit it to honeydewpodcast at gmail.com and we'll vet I it and hopefully it. get to do an episode with you. And let me tell you, first of all, there's more. Uh, hold on. I, I just have to write. There's so many things I, I love that you write. You. I have I to. Otherwise, it just goes out of my head. Uh, so 
You know, I found that so many people, especially people that are into Studio Jeans shows, have these pasts and share these traumas because now I do live shows again and I talk about like how much I hated growing up in my house and people are like, yeah. And for me, it's so cathartic and helpful to go like, oh, I'm not the only one who's deeply ashamed uh, also at times. You know, it's not like it's not like when you grow up with all that stuff, you're stoked to share about it. It takes a process of like getting over the shame of that and then. Well, first it takes the process of realizing like it hits you first like, oh, this isn't normal. That's a huge one. That's that the big, right? <laughs> then after you realize that that shit's not normal, you start craving the shit that's, yeah. that, that you think is normal. So you're going after that. Then once you live in that a little bit, you start having to deal with the shit that wasn't normal because it creeps in your every goddamn day life in the normal yeah. and makes shit abnormal. Yeah. You know, you're always dealing with it. Yes. And then once you finally get to that point, you're like, all right, I've got a handle on this. 25 year old me has a handle on this. But then 30 year old you is not 25 year old. You've got some new bullshit to deal with at 30. <laughs> you know, I had to self check myself today. I really did. I wonder why I'm trying my ass off to be a better to myself also, not just a better person, but to me also. And like, there are nights where I'll look in the mirror, I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just, like, call myself out of my bullshit. I'm like, yeah. get your exercise, eat better. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, you didn't do shit today. <laughs> Drink some goddamn water. I find myself doing that more than I ever find myself looking in the mirror going, hey, you had a good one today. Yeah. Keep that. I'm trying to do that more and more. So today I had this moment of just being a little bitch by myself, like, you know, feeling a certain way about whatever, honestly, whatever. And then I was like, what are you fucking bitching about? You're getting to go see Christina today. You're getting to do a podcast. It's our last one with you as a I California know. resident. As a resident, but we'll be back a lot because our studio is nowhere right. near ready. But you're going to have a Texas driver's license. <laughs> no. And uh, we go back to way, way back. And I was like, you're healthy today. You got nothing to That's fucking right. worry about. Live it today. And I'm, so I'm trying to do, I'm, I'm proud of myself that I'm able to self-check myself. But I need to do it more where I'm doing the positive in the mirror instead of the get your shit together. Yeah. You know, because talk, yeah. if you really look back at it, I thought about this coming here like 16 year old me, 22 year old me would have been like, bro, we we done been here like you're 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 future tripping over shit that hasn't happened. We've lived it. it it's not as bad as you think it is. Like settle the fuck down. We can handle it. We're good. You did this 25 years ago. We're good. And then I felt better coming here and jammed out to nwa and david bowie on my way to your show you worked today. it out mm -hmm. yeah it's so interesting and i'll probably smoke a lot of weed after this christina yeah, of course <laughs> we don't have to well i think this pandy definitely has put things in focus real quick like i i don't expend as much energy in places that don't benefit my family or myself amen i say no to a lot of stuff now yep I just really realize that nothing is certain. You can plan as much as you want. So you better enjoy like what you're saying. Like every day I get to, I get to look in the mirror. Every day I get to look in the mirror. I'm not wheeling up to it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm in a good place. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking up to that mirror. Right. I got two hands to well, run through amazing. my hair. I have hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm still here. My dad's dead six yeah. years ago i'm still fucking here yeah so you got to check yourself for sure yeah and and then the little pleasures of just watching your children be happy and carefree and you go i did it i did it like so my my therapist my therapist and i discussed generational trauma which she says takes three generations to work out 
What one are we in? Okay, so <laughs> that's the problem. You only have one of these. <sighs> am I so, one? Am I two? Or am I three? Well, you know, where am I? It's likely the third one that starts the process of. So our kids are going to be beginning. So our grandkids yes. should be healthy. Hopefully. They, your kids will have issues, but not as horrendous as the issues you and I faced. Right. They won't. Their issues will be like. Already, my daughter's not facing that. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Like, never. when I was this age, so let's say Ellis is my older boy. At five, let's see, I'd already moved to another country. I was born in Canada. We moved to America. My parents had already divorced. My mother was severely mentally ill. And my dad lived alone and was starting to bang hussies in an apartment. And I remember going to 7-Eleven every day for By him yourself? to get his beer. No, I just walk with him to 7-Eleven he'd get ripped. And then I would get to get like a fake Barbie. Like, do you know 7-Eleven toys are not real toys? And I'd be like, this Barbie's not real. I don't care. Like, that was my Dad, pie. who's Darby? Darby! <laughs> <laughs> And if you grew up with a fucked up parent, you know who you the fuck Darby Darby yeah. is. Because her plastic was soft as fuck and she was yeah. she would like whistle like, <laughs> like you could push her. <laughs> Fucking Darby. Yeah, the fact that I even knew the different liquor stores in the valley, like I can tell you the best ones in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> you were you a big circus liquor person? Circus. That's a Northridge. Yeah. This is Northridge. We did not live there. I lived in Canoga Park. Uh, time to buy on Newcastle and Ventura. That's one of my one. favorite ones. Time, to, time buy. to buy. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but actually led me to reading Cracked magazine and Mad magazine because they were available in liquor stores. Not, I mean, in front of the pornography. It's funny that you was said. I just had a yeah. guy on my Patreon that still writes for Cracked. No it's way. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that. so actually, that being being exposed to the quote seedier elements is what made me interested in comedy mm-hmm. and that nightlife and like, what are adults? Do? What the f-? you know? So yeah, like these people are great. smoking in yeah. this place in here and gambling over there. And I used to love going into liquor. Well, because in Baltimore, it's a, a liquor uh, store, or in Maryland, it's everything. You don't get alcohol at Target or the wait, grocery store wait, in Maryland. What no. What do you mean? It's like no California is not normal. It's not like everywhere else. You don't go into the regular grocery what? store in Maryland and buy liquor. Oh no, I'm sorry, you're right. Yes, I know what you're talking about like in New Jersey or Target. You yeah. don't you don't get that. You have to go to a liquor you store. You got to go to a liquor store. In, yeah. in Pennsylvania it's called case and keg. They can only sell beer in a case and keg and then everything else is in a liquor store. But in Maryland you would get a liquor store, but my favorite was you can go into the back room where they open it up and that's where they keep all the cases of beer in the cold, cold freezer back there. And I just used to love to be able to go. It just It's special. I remember taking friends like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, this is where you got to go get the beer here. This is how it's done here. Room. Yeah, yeah, it's a special room. There's a guy in there freezing, like selling you weed or something. Like, how much you need? <laughs> right. So what was your five like? What well, at five, I'd already been told that um, I, I was hated. Um, By whom? <laughs> my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you think I was going to say the neighborhood kids or something? Or my brother? <laughs> You're like, oh, my mom, naturally. The woman who gave birth to me. I'm a year, in, I'm a year into being hated uh, at five years old. Oh, so wait, so she starts hating you at four? That's what she said, yeah. What? She said she told a friend of mine, uh, her his mom that, and and then she told me that later. Yeah. Why do you think four was the age? I really don't know. We've talked about this, and I don't know what it was about me. 
you know, I've always you. wondered if she wanted a daughter. Well, it's not. I've learned that yeah. later. But I always wondered if she wanted a daughter. But also, I'm a twin, you know, and I don't oh. think they were expecting to have a second one. So maybe I'm resented because there's two of them right away and it wasn't supposed to be that. Who knows? It's not. You know what I've learned, too? It's not. It's not for, it's not for me to fucking out. figure out. Well, what's interesting is that for me, it's the opposite. So four, I didn't, didn't hate my kids, but to, until then. But at four, I went, oh, this is the good stuff. This is the really fun shit. Like when they start having opinions and you can be like, come on, dude, let's go fucking do this. And there's no diapers. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting. Maybe was your mom a borderline too? Or just a narcissist? Borderline. <laughs> Feels like I'm, I'm going, going to lose my mind. You just keep on pushing my love over the borderline. Borderline. I'm not sure. She didn't go to therapy at work or something. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't go there. They never pushing did. me. Sorry. Keep pushing my love. You Come just- on. <laughs> oh, you're at the end. Sorry. Come on, I darling. loved that one. Oh, and that's a good one. I'm going to listen to that on the, as uh, soon as we leave here. I'm bumping borderline on the way out here. And get into the groove. Here. This Madonna where she puts her <laughs> armpit. Holiday. That's oh, the Madonna I love. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking what I'm my theory might be if you're interested. I, I would love know. to hear theories. There's a there's a theory like with borderline moms because my mother too has this thing of like you were sweet until you were 13 and then you turned into a fucking bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what a thing to say to your child. Oh, she used to say to me, "I love you, but I do not like you." And I'm like. Kids don't understand that distinction. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that now. No, it's stupid. Yeah. It's a stupid fucking thing to it's say to nothing, me. nothing, yeah. So the point is, is that my mother enjoyed me when I was thoroughly dependent. An infant is thoroughly dependent sure. and controllable. By four, you have an identity and you have a say. And you can be like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to run away from you and defy you. So I don't know. At least with my mom, I know that was my, the differentiation, the individuation process, some others don't like, because it means they're not, they're not enmeshed with the mom. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like it's an identity thing. It's pretty crazy. I, I, I remember vividly telling my mother, this was the summer between fifth and sixth grade. Coincidentally, the same summer I discovered masturbation. Oh, that summer. wow. What a neat summer. I remember How being. How old at, were you? Whatever is between fifth and sixth. So what's I just that talked about right. this with Dr. Drew. Six, 11 or 12, seven, maybe? Eight, 11? Nine, between 10 and 11. I'm 11. I'm 11. Now, 11. were you ejaculating fluid or yeah. it was just, wow? Yeah, a little fluid came out. Wow, at 10. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. that's young. It was very young. But I, I told him, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just touching my body, not talking anything. And all of a sudden, something happened. Oh, and wow. then every night, we made that fucking shit out. I was like, I'll get to bed. I'll get to bed. <laughs> I just was talking about this the other day. I, so going back to, we're jumping all over. But going yeah. back to us from the beginning, like yes. what the, the one thing I, I love about you and Tom so much, first of all, and I want to thank you too, because you guys have done so much for me professionally, personally. You know you have. And I will never, I'll be in debt to you forever. Well, well, hold on. Let me return the love. Now, you have grown so much since I have known you. And Tom and I were just talking. I'm going to start crying. We're so proud of you, Ryan. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. You haven't called me an angry dog in a long time. You're not an angry, (laughs) angry dog anymore. You are an evolved daddy dog. In your business, your podcast, we are just 
I'm we're just like in all of you and I just want you to know that we see you I'm crying you fucker. I'm in all of you guys look man, listen I know people don't want to sit here and listen to us suck each other's nuts but we're yeah. going to because you guys are game changers everything you're doing listen your pay-per-views okay, you're you're going to all of it you've broke the code you don't have Ooh. to sit in a makeup fucking chair you don't have to listen to these bullshit executives who have 401ks and paid yeah, sick and vacation yeah. days and holiday. You don't have to listen to who've never stepped in the fucking arena, who've never put the fucking shoes on, who've never done any of it. You don't have to take bullshit notes. You don't have to do anything. You broke the code. God. You can just work for yourself. And you guys, what I, the other thing I really love too is I tell Tom this when we were on the tour. I'm like, you guys have a modern day family. This is a family business. It's not some brick and mortar restaurant or whatever. It's a modern day family business. And I love that most about YMH. Yeah. You know, you guys have built that up from nothing into this fucking empire. And there was no way I was going to have an opportunity from you two and hang a shower curtain behind me. Like, I don't want to let you down. You know what I mean? That's a big part of my motivation. (laughs) You've done more for me than family has. I mean, you're listening to the goddamn episode, Christina. A hug is, I mean, that's like, oh my God, I think Christina must like me and think I'm nice. She hugged me. (laughs) Yeah, we go back. So hugs are appreciated. Uh, But the other day, finally, because of you and also believing in myself and putting the work in, I went fucking fishing the other day on a fucking Wednesday. I just went out and fished, took a little shroom, smoked a joint and fucking fished. Good for you. That's what I did on my day off. Good for you. So we're able to do that shit now. Yeah. I mean, we're almost, I'm almost 50 or 63, whatever Tom (laughs) wants to call me. But uh, I got there and now I got to figure out how to keep it there. You yeah, because there's nothing fucking it. better than that. But you yeah, guys are a family business. We You're are. a modern day family business. YMH. You know, I was trying to articulate that on your mom's house. Like, uh, maybe that's part of the reason I think we are good at what we're doing is because it's always rooted in that. And like keeping Tom and myself and these knuckleheads in the booth together and all of us just like. It's about that, right? It's about just like sticking it to the man. It is. <laughs> and loving each other and loving the process and like wanting to give something good to humanity and not just be like, what about me, my career, my, my. It's so gross. Yeah. Anyway, I, and, and so, so is show business. Show business is so fucking gross. Like getting approval, like will they pick me? For, but and look who we're wanting Ugh. approval from. People who in our business who've been accused of fucking kids. Like that's why <laughs> that's why I want approval from. I want approval from you. Didn't you get accused of fucking kids? I want your yeah. approval. Weinstein. Oh, the- you can moonwalk. <laughs> but don't you fuck kids. You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you what I love about this younger generation when it comes to someone like Michael Jackson <laughs> is know. we look at god. Michael Jackson like this fucking, you know, this music god. Yeah. These kids are like, isn't that the guy that fucked kids? Like, they don't even <laughs> know that part. And I love that about them because I'm like, yeah. That's the guy that fucked those kids. Yep, that's him. That's what? the guy. I'm, I, I, I'm supposed to go to church and get your fucking approval and your fucking kids? Like, what do we... Why do I want any one of these people's <laughs> approval? I don't want your approval. I want to go fish. I want to smoke my weed. I want to be a really good dad. I want to make people feel I good. I want to help them. I want to laugh. And that's all the fuck I want to do. I just want to be the same asshole in a different tax same. bracket. <laughs> and that's all I want. That is so true. Because, like... The only good, the best thing about having money is to not think about money. That's it. That's really the only reason. And not to be told what the fuck to do, really. Well, also being this age and realizing that 
it's not about jobs. It's about revenue streams. Yeah. That's different. It's That's different. different than working jobs. Figure out how to make, figure out different ways to make money for yourself, no matter what field you're in. If I'm good at this, let's create this. Maybe a website generates money for you. Right. Cause it's maybe a an eBay store generates now. a money. Yeah. yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Create revenue streams for yourself. Don't work uh, smarter, not harder. Yeah. Go out and create ways that can funnel money to you with what you're already doing. Yeah. And the internet, it's really the internet that's created no this freedom for, especially if moms like who are staying at home and maybe they're part-time working or whatever. You can start a fucking business in your living room and maintain it. But what I was going to say about Michael Jackson is yes, he molested the kids, but thriller slaps. <laughs> Slaps balls on these kids' asses. Slaps balls girl. and kids' Come asses, on. and I don't know. If I, can't I can not listen to it. I can't really. Listen. No, I won't listen to Arkel. No, because because here's the problem. I mean, I can't because stop. it I, does I, slap. It does. It's a good music. <laughs> I, you can't argue the fact that yeah. Quincy Jones Quincy has produced Jones, music. Quincy Jones. I love Quincy Jones, but I can't. People are like you got to separate the artist yeah. from the yeah, but not when it involves fucking kids. Like if it's your you you were a bank Allegedly, robber or something. Ryan, oh, yeah, all right, all right. I'm Allegedly. trying to block it out. I know. I'm trying now. So are they, Christine? I know. I know. So are they. I know. I'm trying <laughs> so to. So are they now? Cosby. That's a tough. That's a tough one because you're like we have you know that one. That one you can't listen to the stand up and be like, isn't that cute that he's talking about dropping Spanish pills fly and, yeah. and shit? Yeah. <laughs> like oh boy. And now I'm looking at Fat Albert and be like, how many guys did he fucking rape? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh, this God, guy, the cartoon oh, guy, God, oh, the God. dad, America's dad. Yeah. Out there raping people, serial rapist. It's like it's like the world and pointing so fingers at Pryor and Murphy for the language they use. Get the fuck out of that's here. That's the hypocrisy. I hate that shit so much. Of like, why aren't you? You should be this person. You should be that person. It's like, yeah, but what are you? And right. how are you pointing? But that's what bothers me about cancel stuff. Is like, well, have you never said anything irresponsible or stupid ever? All the fucking time. Every minute of every day, I'm saying dumb shit. I'm um. So I'm working now with um, uh, with Lana at the Santa Monica Center. I work with Outreach Through the Arts. It's a, a yes, give back program. Yeah, tell people about it. It's a great program. Yeah, it's a give back program for at-risk youth. And we're working in conjunction with the Santa Monica Police Department to open up dialogue. And she teach, she gives them scholarships. And what it is is for kids that can't go to college or afford college or at this point in time don't want to see the, the fact that this is some bullshit and I'm going to have a six-figure fucking debt for a piece of paper that's probably not going to help me in today's world anymore so instead of that we give them scholarships where they can come in and she teaches them things like djing so you can get yourself through college at a good rate and not have to but i was like why don't we podcast why don't we teach these kids how to podcast these things have grown from us sitting in our apartments to television shows and guys like Nadav and your crew here at YMH. They're only continuing to grow. And I also want to say this about comedians. Comedians did this. Yeah. Not actors, not musicians, not athletes. Comedians turned these things into fucking 100%. where they are now. And everyone else is jumping on board. But comics were there at the beginning of this shit. And let me this. tell you. And let me tell you, Ryan. Because we're fucked up and we need to be heard. I don't dunk a ball. <laughs> I don't dunk a ball. I got dunked on. Okay, I got dunked. Well, out. let me tell you, because stand up is of not of the streets, but we are of we are. We're these maniacs who go out and perform on fucking subways and street corners. Bowling alleys. Yeah. And laundromats. Yes. We are not glamorous. We're punk rock and we're the DIY of show business. We've always been seen as the lowest rung of show no business. No union, no protection, no, no nothing for us. 
Never. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's so much in our ethic. Like when Rogan was starting all of this stuff and he's like, you guys should do a podcast. And I was like, what's that? What do you mean? We can just say what we want. We can just do our own show. It was so fucking exciting. And to not be given notes, like you said, like, oh, it's the most successful thing I've ever done in my life because I haven't so taken good. a note from anyone. Oh, my God. What a fuck your notes. A fucking guys with um, MBAs telling you what's funny. Unreal. Let's do some stuff. How is your parenting? So Stella is how old? <laughs> uh, Let's check in. Let's see what's going on. She's six and a half now. What a cute age, man. She's great. Six and a half. We're getting a dog. We're, I no. told her we get a dog. Yeah, we've been wanting a dog. So that's next. What kind of dog? We're getting a, I don't know if I say it right. It's either King Cavalier Spaniel or Cavalier King Spaniel. I'm not sure which Look it is. Look it up. These They're are good so little super cute family dogs. Cute. And for all of you out there that are going to tell us the rescue, we did. Yeah, there they are. Oh my God. Super they're cute. So they're great family dogs. Cute. I found a great lady that's a really um, um, Look at that responsible breeder. Dog. But we went to go rescue mm -hmm. during the pandemic mm -hmm. and this lady came sprinting out at us. You can't come in. You can't. I'm like, all right, what are your rules? You know, we're all masked up and everything. She's like, okay, go on the website. Look at the available dogs. Pick your top five. And I was like, five? Five. She's like, well, one might be taken. One could have behavioral problems. One could have health problems. I'm like, listen, lady, we're here to take the one we want. I'm not taking my number five rescue choice that's half pit that's going to tear my face <laughs> off in the middle of the fucking night. So we'll, we'll go the other route right, and take the one we want. Then. Right, because it's so specific. A dog is not like no, a chair. You want to meet your dog and, you know. <laughs> you really have to make sure it's a temperament match. Yes. Um, a, an athletic match for your family. There's so many things to consider. So good for you. But at least you looked into well, it. Of course we looked into it. But apparently during the pandemic, everyone, everyone got, got dogs. dogs. Good. I hope yeah. they're still taking care yeah, of them. I know. That's what I worry about. All that's... the people are like, never mind. It's just so July. I'm vaccinated. See you, Sparky. Yeah. It's out there in the road. <laughs> By the way, that's 100% what is fucking happening. Of course it is. It's like, remember those fads when like the Taco Bell Chihuahua was popular? Every asshole got a Chihuahua mm -hmm. and then there's, there was a Chihuahua problem. Just running the streets <laughs> like deer. You know, they're just out in the woods like deer. Because <laughs> people are fucking lazy. They don't want to, oh, I have to take care of this thing beyond the pandemic. What? So, um, okay, so that's good. Here's the thing, though, I've learned with puppies and rescues. They're both awesome in different reasons. I've had rescues before, too. They're I've had them great, all. Yeah. yeah, I love them all. Puppies have their all. own issues. It's like having a newborn, right? You have to train them. and then, mm -hmm. But then they have no behavioral issues because you've raised them since infancy, not like us. And they can't have, talk back. They can't talk. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, the, what the, our, that's when our parents didn't like us, when we could start talking oh, back. Oh, are you, are you serious? Yeah, like, oh, you don't think like me? Oh, I hate you. I mean, I like you. Oh, no, I, I no, love you. I love you, but, but I, I don't, don't like, you. like you right now. <sighs> when I think about that, how my parents took normal behavior as an affront to them personally you know like remember breaking something in your house was there no greater terror terror than i can't believe it yeah we would glue it yeah leave it sit and be like god get away from it and then if anyone ever bumped it and touched it it was the tommy boy shit like what'd you do you know that way it's like Woo! no you knocked that off there's no glue on that there's, there's the glue all over the side they're like nah this was already broken well and i'm such a dummy mm -hmm. i was an only child so i thought i could get away with gluing it <laughs> nobody's like, coming over <laughs> my dad's like did you break this i'm like no he's like come on you're the only one in the house breaking shit i'm like oh yeah yeah i also remember too just like there's never fucking food in my dad's house like like just hot dogs cheerios grilled cheese i remember one time i learned how to make spaghetti bolognese at school 
And I was like, dad, look, you can make spaghetti bolognese. And he was like, this is great. She's cooking for me. Like he was stoked that I was cooking for us. He's like, you keep this up. You're a good woman. I'm like, oh my God. So disrespectful. That is so disrespectful. So bad. Yeah. What did your dad feed you? Was he good at that stuff? Well, our dad was a single dad, so he yeah, was gone same. a lot. So oh. uh, I remember more than I mean, you know, we had food around when he was there, but more I remember what we didn't have when mm. he died, and we had to live with my mom, and we were in that apartment by ourselves. I don't know how much of this I've repeated on your show, but this was the menu pretty much. It was cold cuts. It was ham Corn. and cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Martin's potato rolls. Uh, we had Doritos. I don't even think Cool Ranch existed back say, in the nineties uh, or the early late eighties. Because when that shit came around, my life had changed. Mm-hmm. Cool maybe Ranch. it did. Maybe it did. But I don't remember it. But it was always not the regular Doritos. And then we would always have like eight bucks each, and we would either get McDonald's or pizza. Like Ooh. this place called American Pizza was like, hey Ryan, like that. <laughs> like it was every day. Every day they were always bringing a pizza to us. You know what's funny and is that it was about and Kool Aid yeah. a lot of Kool Aid and Kool-Aid, soda and soda cactus cooler fast food no it was always just the regulars Coke Sprite yeah uh, Dr Pepper you know what's interesting is that you can always tell somebody's childhood based on the foods they grew up with and then what they'll still eat today like I discussed French bread pizzas on this show yeah Stovers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't know him? Who didn't know him? Well, ask Tom. Like, if you were to ask my husband, hey, you know what a French bread pizza is? No. My mom cooked for us every day. You know what I mean? Like, people. We had it in our school. It was called Pizza Boat Day. Oh. If instead of the rectangle square on Friday, there'd be like a random Tuesday, you get Pizza Boat. You know, they're just taking all their old. Now you realize they're just taking all that old stale bread that they had left over and threw some sauce and cheese on it. Wait, but what's the square pizza that they. Why is it universal? Yeah. Like, (laughs) it was always pizza, it was corn. And it was like uh, you know, a fruit cup or some other bullshit, a soft pretzel every now and then you could get, you know. No, no, no. Remember the canned fruit? The shout out to Nikia. She brought this one up to me. The mixed can of fruit and then the pink cherry in there. Oh, I, I like- do remember. I do remember that. That, that lid that'll slice your finger fucking open. <laughs> Putting kids so all over good. elementary school. You know what we had one year in elementary school? This is fucking, it was one year or two because they realized it was a mistake. And it was right about the time that like the Capri Sun started Ooh. coming out and shit. But instead of the little milk cartons, they gave us these milk bags. Oh, fuck It was off. in a bag. Like European style? Like a, like a plastic bag Ugh. filled up and you took a, a pointed yeah. straw like a Capri Sun, you yeah. put it in. And as yeah. soon as all these kids, uh, we would just turn. Uh, yeah, like in fucking <laughs> Arab yeah, world are, and shit. Yeah. That's what they gave us. That's exactly what they gave us. It would just be brown or white milk and the shit. And then we would turn to each other and squeeze that motherfucker. <laughs> that was one year they did that. They're like, done. You can't squeeze a milk carton at somebody like that. You could douse it. You could cover them with that thing. And then you smell like <laughs> rotten yeah, milk sticking to you all day and shit. You're like, God damn it. We used to do that all the time. <laughs> Remember I- um, now and later's? You'd rip your fucking... Could you even chew a now and later? You'd pull your teeth together. And, oh, just <laughs> pop it open in class and shit. Yeah. Does your fucking filling would pop out. Oh, those would kill me today, did man. Did you guys ever... I've talked about this on the podcast before, but mm. uh, did you guys ever have a food fight or anything in any of the years you were in school? Yeah. I remember it, it, elementary school. And elementary? Then in, and then That's in, early. Yeah. No. And then in uh, Portola Junior High. 
It was just sad, but it was like prison. That school was like a fucking prison yard. Our high school was <laughs> um, ninth grade. It was pretty rough. Uh, my freshman year was, what are we, 87, 88, 89, yeah, 87, 88. And they still had a smoking lounge for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. If you could, if you were 18 and over, you could smoke in there if you wanted to. If you were under 18 and you had your parents' permission, you could smoke cigarettes in a classroom. So you would go around this one corner of the fucking school and it would just be, imagine walking down this hallway over here and we're just turning this corner to continue down there and this whole area is just a smoke cloud. That's what it was like. Wait, but what parent can sit? She's 15, she she needs her six. I need them. We get a two for one here. Go ahead. She fucking yeah. who's condoning one year they did that and then we also would have the, the cops come in they came in a couple times with dogs checking lockers we were you know suburbs so it's a drug school uh but one year is my junior year and my buddy at the time his name is mark penn i want to give him credit senior year people hit me up after i talked about this too and one of the things is super funny i'm still friends with a, a girl from back home named nikki and her daughters go to the high school we went to right <laughs> so my junior year is 1990, and there's been talk all semester about this food fight, and everyone's going to uh, do it. So, so my buddy Mark Penn got tired of hearing everybody talk about <laughs> it and never fucking knew it. Because every day it's like, it's going to happen in fourth period. I remember these things, like building. Like, yeah, there's everyone's gonna be, going oh, on. Yeah. I remember there's going to yes. be a walkout yeah. third yeah, yeah, period. Yeah, 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 that kind of shit. <laughs> We're going to yeah. wear uniforms <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah stupid. It's going to be a food fight day. And yeah, then nothing yeah, happened. Never there was four happens. different love, lunch shifts yeah. and never happened. Yeah. But this fucking day, yeah. it's Pizza Friday, pizza and we're up Friday. there, and we had the <laughs> styrofoam cups with the milkshakes. And we're sitting at a table just like you and I are now. Now, it's a three-tier uh, cafeteria. Oh. It goes bottom level, and then there's a smaller middle level and a smaller top level, right? And at the bottom is where you get the food, and that's the bigger level of the three. The top's the smallest, and we're the upper upperclassmen, so we've got the top level. We're sitting where we want to sit. And his back is to the railing of the second level and behind him. Okay, okay, the gotcha. Second level so just back. down here yeah, and then yeah, yeah. all the way down there. Yeah. And he just looks at me and I go, you think you think what's going to happen today? He's like, <laughs> he goes, yep. And he takes his fucking milkshake and he fucking throws it. I mean, no. Christina. No. And launched it way over the second level. It goes down the bottom level. Fantasy. It hits a table. Boom. It explodes. Everyone screams, food fight. People flip their tables. <laughs> Pizza, corn. There were milkshakes hitting the wall up here, sliding down. It was mayhem. I'm telling you, mayhem. No one listened. It was everybody fucking going nuts on each other. Yeah, yeah. People were walking by to go to class. They're chucking milk fucking cards up <laughs> everywhere, hitting principal everywhere. Okay? It's 1990. Everywhere. I tell that story a couple of years ago on probably the crab feast. And my friend Nikki hits me up and goes, hey, just wanted to let you know, they still don't serve milkshakes. It was 1990. It was 1990. 30 fucking years they have not served milkshakes at that school because of that. that that's the kind of teacher logic that makes no sense. It's we as got if- in trouble. We, you, know, we had to, you know what our punishment Because everyone took part. Everyone. There was no way to single this person. Out. I think Mark ended up, someone ratted him out, but... So we, he got, he got he patient got zero. He got, but we had to sit oh, and wow. eat lunch the rest of the year. We still had a couple months left in silence. <laughs> no. That's what they made. The whole cafeteria had to be silent fourth period. We just had to sit there quiet and be like, oh shit, man. Like the breakfast club. <laughs> yeah. But I like how they blame the milkshake 
for the incident. Like, we got to ban these milkshakes. They always have to milkshakes do something. Milkshakes are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These milk bags. The milk bags were a problem. Though. That's I mean, different. they were killing. <laughs> we were killing each other with those things. Well, that's Giving sure. third graders yeah. milk bags. Like, yeah. Putting them up to our titty and like, yeah. And teachers walk by like, what are you guys? Come on. I remember there was this kid in our class who would chop up Smarties and snort Sniffing. them like yeah. cocaine. That was the first. I absolutely had kids in our class that did that too. I might have even sniffed a little pixie dust. I think I had pixie, pixie dust. Sticks. But the it, sticks. Pixie and kids stick. would pretend yeah. that was cocaine. I mean, the pixie sticks were meant to practice doing cocaine, right? Like, I'll Google, never they have, do they still have pixie sticks? Hell yeah. Did you yeah. grow up with those in the dog? Yeah, I oh. did. Dude, this is... And Fun Dip was the same thing with just a sugar thing you lick and stuck in there. (laughs) I talked about it on my album. My grandmother was like, here's Kool-Aid. Put your wet finger in that shit. I'm not chasing ice cream, man. Yeah, there they are. Look at them. There it is. Updated their packaging. Yeah. You didn't need to. Those were cocaine sticks. That was straight cocaine. Your your blow. But anyway, so their brilliant solution was to just ban Smarties. Ban Pixie Sticks. Like, is this really going to... It always, it always, it always, Tipper Gore with the whole put parental That's advisory right. lyrics on albums. Okay, thank you for the millions <laughs> of sales. Yeah, please put that on our album. Please. I know. It's so funny because we're, I, I feel the cycle that we're in right now is so parallel to the 80s. Tipper Gore, um, the hysteria over lang- the language policing, mm-hmm. right? And then what happened creatively is you had Madonna, who was Frenching Black Jesus and dancing in mm-hmm. front of burning crosses. You know, I'm the whore. Madonna was the big slut. And then you had... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had Ozzy Osbourne, who was a devil worshiper. Biting heads off of yeah. bats. Even so, though that happened, but still, whatever. But, but same. Worship, so, but now... Play the albums backwards. And yes. messages satanic, to kill yourself and the satanic. Beatles. And, yeah. and now look what's here. WAP, right? So now it's Madonna times a million, because her wet-ass pussy is the song of the yeah, Her the pussy's year. dried up at this point. All right, fuck. Yeah, I mean, how many... Dry. I don't know. Actually, I'm wrong. She's banging some young kid. But she's got a guy. kid. How does she have time for such a wet pussy? I don't I mean, know. who's got time for that? Who's got time for that And then that guy who put his blood in the shoe was yep, little nas can like we be honest about that do yeah. we really think there's not a drop of blood from those little kids over there selling those <laughs> shoes really is his blood the first blood in the nikes i don't think so pretty sure there's a lot of blood in those nikes i think you're right go fuck yourself nike yeah blood sneakers yeah is that what you they're mean called? the blood sneakers that you sell already <laughs> just had somebody else's blood in there sorry yeah <laughs> So you've got a little girl. How do you? Uh... <laughs> what a transition. No, but how do you explain? Like, has Stella heard WAP? Like, how no. are you gonna? I mean, not with me. She hasn't. But I look. I play real music in front of her. I yeah. don't censor it. I let her ask questions. You know, I'm yeah. not. I, I, mean, I try to find the fucking kids' version, but you know, we didn't grow up with a Disney version no, of a fucking song. Not. We grew up in a real world. I don't. I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe in protecting our kids, but not to overprotecting our kids. Yeah. I don't, I feel I like this don't watch TV, don't watch this, don't, I, we got to watch the internet, we got to police the internet, but, yeah, you know, we grew up seeing shit a little too early and a little this, a little, but I feel like it helps you in the long run be a more, <clears throat> well, I feel like if these Karens out there... <laughs> didn't have that kind of upbringing. If they had a little bit of adversity or some shit that went down early, yeah. they probably yeah. wouldn't be the, who they are. You know I what agree, I mean? Yeah. They're very fucking... And like Louis C.K. had this great bit about, like, I remember a, while, a long time ago, he's like, the gays can't get married? How will I explain it to my children? Yeah, he's it's like, it's not my problem. You fucking talk to them, <laughs> yeah, idiot. Right, yeah. Talk to your fucking kids. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, just, okay, can you explain but it's stuff? also, he's like, it's not my problem to teach your dumb kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> you tell your dumb kid. You tell your dumb yeah. kid. Yeah, these sensitive fucking white women. Yeah, it's it sensitive is white, white women. women are going to be the downfall of mankind. I agree. Mankind, not man, men. Yeah. Mankind, these sensitive white women. I agree. It's too. It's annoying. They suck. They're they fucking, fucking ruining suck. everything. Yes. Who's offended? The white ladies are offended. I, I was on a call thing. with the school, and uh, you know, it was a big call about going back to school. It was a couple weeks ago. Hey, everyone that wants to get on this call, we're going to zoom in. We're all. I mean, it's, you know, a bunch of parents are on here because it's. Like All 500 of, people on a them. fucking Zoom call? And everyone's chilling, having it, you know, and not Janice. Mm-mm. Janice wasn't having it. I just, he speaks up out of there like, I just want to, I don't know, like everything wasn't good, now it's good. And he's like, Janice, we can, uh, I, I just don't know why we're rushing everything. I mean, my kids want to go and I just don't know. And he's like, well, Janice, you still have the option to, to do homeschool for those kids and parents who aren't comfortable yet. And. You know, but it's just like everyone's rushing back. He's like, Janice, we polled the community and 90% of people want this. And then he's finally, he said, Janice, we can have this offline. I was like, oh, God, I'm over there laughing like, yeah, fuck you, Janice. God, don't you be keeping these kids home anymore, Janice. I mean, point of personal privilege. <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen that video. Can you guys dig up point of personal privilege? You have to see this because the problem is, <clears throat> is that I understand the need for inclusivity and wanting everybody to feel like they belong because they do belong. That's yeah. absolutely right. And then there's a line where you go, okay, Janice, thanks. Like, we'll take that up later. Go fuck off. There has to be some societal policing of, of stupidity and getting yes. the fuck out of line. I, I just believe don't I, get I, out I'm of with line. you. Like everyone belongs, but we all don't belong in all the places. I don't, <laughs> I know I don't belong in certain places. I'm like, Oh, I don't belong here. I'm going to shut the fuck up about that. Cause I don't even know what the fuck that's going, what's going on over there. I'm going to mind my business. Not I'm going to walk in and go, what's going on. I already know a better way to do this. You know, I'm like, no, I, I have no idea I know. what's going on here. I think that you know, if you want to belong, you can go ingratiate yourself, make yourself part of whatever it is and get along with people. And if you don't belong, you know, you don't belong. You know, you don't belong. I don't belong. I'm not offended don't that y'all don't it. want me because I don't belong here. <laughs> no, you know, I know. I know. Ugh, it's, well, let me know when you find point of personal privilege. Okay. You got to what? Have you seen this fucking mm -mm, thing? I don't think My so. head explodes and I love it. I love it. If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Even she's like, okay. That was... Point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. And that goes <laughs> double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety. <laughs> like, the be comradely doesn't ju isn't just for, like, you know, let's keep things simple or whatever. It's so that people aren't going to get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate, okay? Christina, I would pay like a thousand dollars to sit right there in the back and be like, "Go fuck yourself!" Just sit there and do that. Like, who's that? Who's doing that? Just being triggering like that. This is also everyone has to worry about everything that happens to me. World, me. Do you know there are people out there that that murder people and chop them up into pieces? They don't give a fuck about your anxiety. Get over your anxiety. I know. 
God. I know. Point of personal privilege. Point of of personal privilege. Point of personal privilege. (laughs) I've never even heard that before. So have you heard about the Demi Lovato Froyo incident? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think so. I love Demi Lovato. Of course. Are you about to shit on Demi Lovato? Well, I'm about to shit on a behavior of Demi Lovato. Let's hear that. I don't know her personally. I'm not familiar with her work. I'm only familiar with her beef with the local Froyo place that she frequents. And she tweeted something to the extent of, we need to cancel this Frozen. It's like a mom and pop shop in LA here. And she said, okay, she was, she was triggered because they sell, quote, sugar-free cookies, other diet foods. The singer who's open about her eating disorders was criticized for bullying a small business. Basically, she was like, they're wrong because I'm coming in here to get um, my frozen yogurt, my healthy frozen yogurt, and then you guys put these other sugary things and it's misrepresenting what you sell and you need to be cognizant of people who are on diets and I have an eating problem and da da da. Bitch, have you been to a grocery store? <laughs> have you been to a grocery store where I there's know. sugar-free diet, non-fat, non-dairy, non-everything, yeah. and then all this other yeah. shit? It's called then vegetables. Go, sh- go shop on the perimeter of the, the fucking grocery store. That's right. Levado. That's so, where all the healthy shit is. If so, you don't know, it's on the perimeters. All the just, shit's in the middle. Let me get make sure I have the correct. Demi Lovato calls out a Los Angeles frozen yogurt shop for its, quote, harmful messaging regarding their sugar-free cookies and other diet foods. So she tried to out them and cancel this local beloved Froyo place. And the backlash was so extreme that now she is going back to... Um, now she said, so, oh, here's the original text. Finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from this business when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies slash other diet foods before you get to the counter. Do better, please. I'm confused. I don't understand why that's a problem. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, look, if you want the decadence that you're walking toward, have a little guilt-free snack on the way. I don't. It seems to be strategically placed. Well, Froyo's the unhealthiest shit in the world. It's I'm not saying. healthy junk. I'm in this uh, McDonald's, <laughs> and y'all got the carrots up front. What the fuck's going on here? I just want a Big Mac. It's so fucking ridiculous. But McDonald's ca- caved to their thing, and now they offer apple slices and shit. Like, who the fuck is eating? I'm not eating that when I go to I've McDonald's. I've never had an apple. People go, you can order a salad from McDonald's. I go, have you? It tastes like shit. You may as well just get the cheeseburger. And it's all the lettuce like and shit, shit that falls off yeah. at the end of the day of the Big Mac and shit. <laughs> it's a big but, salad. Yeah, but my point with Demi Lovato is, at what point are we just letting people's mental illness be dictate how we live everyone else is yes. living because how it's clear. we all Look, live yeah i i my feel for her i'm not saying like she clearly has an eating disorder she like has I some said, mental like issues yeah i don't know her from anybody she seems fine yeah so at one point do you need to take responsibility for your own stuff and stop projecting it onto the local froyo place and trying to get them canceled because it upsets you personally it's a point of personal privilege. Yeah, and this is a mom and pop froyo shop yeah. that you're going to run out of uh, business. Point of privilege. Thank you. Point of privilege. You're going to run out of uh, business. <laughs> yeah. In a pandemic, for God's sake, they probably hadn't even been open the whole time. That makes me sick, especially when you're a wealthy celebrity and you know that these people depend on selling fucking froyo and cookies to make a living. I don't know. It may, and that makes me crazy that the mentally ill are just ruling everything right now. We need to push back. Like on our lives psychos. when we grew up. And it's, it's, of course it's a point of privilege. God, I'd like to, did you just figure out why these people yeah, aggravate me so that's much? That's why they aggravate me. Like all you fucking oh, self-righteous, woke, religious zealots, the zealots of anything are yeah. a problem. Is a problem. 
That's why I'm so triggered by them. I'm triggered by her being triggered. Yeah, that's what triggers me. You're triggering. Should I cancel that- Demi? Should I <laughs> should I get take to Twitter? God damn it, I'm triggered by your triggering. <laughs> but here's the difference between here's responsibility. It's like I don't take to Twitter the minute I have a dumb thought. Like maybe just wait a second before you have the thought of like, hey, this sucks, you know? Yeah, you mean not being reactive immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Can we how about that? Can we encourage that in society? Did she go back and apologize? Yeah, so now her whole life is being dedicated to making it right right. at the Froyo place. Fine with that. Like her whole existence on social media now is making it right, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's nice. I'm like, that's fine. I appreciate that. She's Demi Froyo. (laughs) Demi LaFroyo. Demi LaFroyo. Demi LaFroyo. This is a very musical episode, Christine. Can I tell you the best thing my kid said to me yesterday? We were in Santa Monica walking past tons of homeless people. And there was one guy. It's San Francisco out here now. It's really gnarly. And uh, then you saw a guy in a do-rag. And he goes, Mom, is that guy a pirate? (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed so hard. I'm like, oh, my God, I've never put that together. It totally looks like a street pirate. (laughs) (laughs) You don't own a boat, I promise you. Arr, give me some money. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> A street pirate. Oh, so I explained to him, I go, well, no, I, he's not a pirate, but he maybe he likes to look like one. That's kind of a tough look. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good look. That's definitely a tough look. You throw a patch on that motherfucker, and I'm sure he's missing teeth already. You got the whole look. You got the whole look out there. You got a fucking pigeon on his shoulder and shit. Street pirate. All right, let's do some follow-ups. Uh, do we have what are the voicemails we have? Oh, you have your hands on. I'm so glad you're here. By the way, thank you for having. Me. Thank you. A street. So hey, Christina. So I remember you guys were talking on the podcast um, a week or two ago about how dishwashers are awful because you actually have to wash your dishes beforehand. I always soak mine in soapy water for about an hour, and then I Jesus. switch it over to the dishwasher. What's and the point? And then I very rarely ever have to go back and see any dirty dishes. There's like. A 90% success rate for me doing this. So try it out. All right, bye, guys. I mean, I get it, but that just adds more work. The pre-rinse. You do have to pre-rinse. I know, but I don't want to. I challenged it. There was a, whatever the one that's on Cascades. Like, you don't even need to rinse. I was like, you don't know our fucking house. And I tried, and I was like, you definitely need to pre-rinse. You de- cook that ketchup on the fucking kid's plate. And shit. Point of personal privilege, Cascades. Point of personal privilege, I have a dishwasher. Your dishwasher's tricky. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point. A quick one. I just have a quick one here. <laughs> Could you please not use gender language? Okay. What other voicemails do we have? Let's do follow up. Oh fuck. Hey mommy Tina. I just listened to your episode with Dr. Hoffman and you had mentioned the thing about hot dogs and how dangerous they are for kids. Even as little ones you're supposed to chop them up. But I remember when I was about six or seven years old, I was eating a whole raw hot dog. And I was playing around, and I remember it going down my throat and me choking for a second and my older brother not knowing what to do. And then I just threw it back up, a whole hot dog, and just threw up all over the carpet. And it was disgusting, but I kind of learned my lesson at that time. But 
also was choking on an entire hot dog as a small child. So even when kids are older, just keep an eye on them because kids are stupid and they'll do stupid things. So <laughs> dumb. Have you ever had to give the Heimlich? Not yet. Have you? Yeah. I've, to who? I'm three for four saving lives. It's in my Instagram bio. I'm three for four. That's the Hall of Fame numbers, all right? Rest at RIP Grandma. Grandma didn't make it. I was giving her CPR, but she had a massive heart attack. There's nothing I could have done. Even the fucking professionals didn't save her, so I don't feel bad. You know what I mean? This is You tried saving your dying grandmother? Yeah. Yeah, you. We've talked about this. No, that's well, all right. Just so let me go I to my. Let me go it. to the successful ones first. Uh, I was working Christ. with an editor one time who was sitting up in front of me, and I was writing and producing, and I heard him going, <gasps> and I was like, "What the fuck you up there laughing about?" Because you know, editors are weird. Editors will find like one frame of something. Like, Look at this fucking asshole. <laughs> By the way, every editor I've ever worked with that's worked on your shit loves you. They've all oh, been like, you nice. know, Christina. Oh man, she was Aww. one of the funny ones. <laughs> um, and he's up there and he turns around and he just points like this. I was like, oh shit. And I hop over the desk and I'm like, bang, bang, bang. And then shit just flies everywhere. And he's like, oh God, thank you so much. I was choking. He's like, please do me a favor. Don't tell anybody. I was like, bro, I'm telling everybody. Yeah. I'm not, I saved a life today. I'm yeah. telling everyone who asks me how my day went what that I he, saved you. What did he choke on? I don't know what the, f- he was eating up there, you know, a little thing on the, he was just choking. He just turned around and pointed. Fuck. I saved him. But somehow I feel like if I don't eat the thing that he choked on, I will never choke. That's so not the really way that works. That's not the way that should work. <laughs> no, but I need to know what he choked on so that that doesn't happen. All right, I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> was was it grilled or fried? Okay. I cannot believe you've done this. Did that? I did it for Stella. She no. actually. She actually. I was. Fuck this was off. like a. I see. It's so funny. I want to say a year ago all the time because we've lost a year of our yeah. life. So it's probably two years ago now. I was actually at her mom's. We were all having dinner and she, Stella got up and walked away from the table. So I just thought she was going to the restroom, but then she turned around and came back and she was started to turn red. And I was like, Oh shit, you're choking. And so I got behind her and she actually had taken a, she had a little bit of ice and it got lodged in her throat and she couldn't breathe past and it wasn't going to fucking melt. So I went behind her and I remember from my lifeguard days, I did a little, and that fucking ice had shot across and her mom's like i don't know what i would have done if you weren't here i was like we're good and i even texted my therapist and go hey just want you to know i'm not future tripping about my daughter over here almost dying or anything like this shit's working you know it's really working do you ever have anxiety when you don't have anxiety just make it up for myself no 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 like i was in my shrinks today oh about not anxiety about being like how come I don't have I don't anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've never self-checked that. And God damn you if I do that now. I don't want to start checking. Like, how do I feel? Yeah. All right, all right. Hypervigilance. Go ahead. Um, and then I the third believe... one was my cousin. He. Um... Wait, hold on. One, one thing. So when you do a little kid, mm-hmm. what's the difference between a grown-up and a little kid? So you don't, you don't do the whole fist. You just do a you. How did I do it? I just used like a small, like, you know, I don't want to make the white power sign here, but a <laughs> small little and just like just checked it gently and so it's in between the and rib cage where are you hitting it's under your diaphragm under like your here diaphragm. You're, you're going up you're up. coming up so it's and like and a even if you do it properly you can break someone's ribs like it's it's a violent thing to try to get it out of there but with kids you don't want to use a whole fist and crank so i just i, I made a little knot like this and i just pressed it nice and popped it up and that fucking thing shot Thank right God. out right across how does floor. that work is it like just the how why, why does that work do we know i don't i mean I don't know. I know it just gets lodged. And if you, and they say if you, you can do it on a chair or if you're by yourself, you can lean on the back of a chair and try to get it out like that. Um, and then my cousin who smoked some marijuana, we found out later he was allergic to it. Didn't know that went into a full on seizure. His eyes rolled back in his head 
and I'm there, pinch his nose, pull him back. I'm about, to, I'm this far away, like from the mic, giving him CPR, and he snapped out of this whole fucking seizure and everything. Uh, and then I smacked him around a little bit, and he's like, "Take me to the hospital." I was like, "We are not taking you to the fucking hospital, dude." And that was three. And then my grandmom. So we were living with my grandmom after my mom kicked us out of the house we were in for high school, and she walked out of her room. My twin brother and I are home. We're at community college at the time, but we're in between classes. And um, she just walked out of her bedroom and screamed, someone help me. Those are literally her last <sighs> words. And she fell straight, straight, arms to the side on her face, like <sighs> broke her nose, her teeth came out, and she was gasping for air, like, <gasps> like that. I just told this on Bert's thing, too. And I, I was a lifeguard at the time, so my brother and I switched places. I was on with 911, and they don't want you to get off the phone until the you know, people get there. So we switched and I was giving her CPR mouth to mouth and doing the chest compressions and I had her breathing a little bit more and then the paramedics got there and had her, had her breathing more. Her color came back. She looked good. I thought she was going to be okay. And then I stayed back to, um, you have to put your house, they, they throw shit out of the way when they come in. You know, they're not worried about yeah. your coffee table. They're clearing an area to yeah. work on this person yeah. to save their life. So if you don't know when that happens, you got to put your home back together and then someone's got to give the police report. So I stayed to do that and they took my grandmother to the hospital and then she just, she passed on the way. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then I would go and, and I, I just talked about this the other day because I believe that's where my OCD was born. I mm. believe like we, I was a college kid. I had a bed, I was a little, you know, kid and I didn't keep my room clean. I didn't care about that. But the moment my grandmother died, I felt, the need and the urge to want to keep her home the way she had it. Mm. So these two college kids lived in this home that did not look like we had hummels and shit and I would dust them. <laughs> I would dust them and keep them for, clean. Do you, for those of you who don't know what a hummel is, Google hummel figurines. <laughs> they're expensive too. They're, they're collector's items. Yeah, and I would kidding? dust them and That's keep your all fortune. her shit. <laughs> That's yeah, your inheritance. She had birds. Look up hummel birds. Your hummels. <clears throat> she had adorable. a bird. <clears throat> um, excuse me, but um, yeah, these. This is what I would. This is what I would dust some of these right here. And people Hummel are like, I can't believe you got everybody's smoking weed and partying and drinking beer, but it's just all decorated Hummus. like an older lady lives there. You know, <laughs> dusting. They're like, right, you dusting hummels. And I just after that, <laughs> I, I was like, watch the hummels, goddamn it! I would be. Uh, I kept. I started keeping things clean and organized after that, and I feel like that trauma is where that OCD, because that's really what it is. It's just some sort of trauma coming out, yeah. or stress or anxiety, and I believe that's what it was. Well, at least you know the problem with these. My grandma uh, died, but my bed's made. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem with um, OCDs, at least in my world, and hi the hypervigilance and such, is that it's really been rewarded in my life. Like it, it made me get really good grades in college. It made me want to succeed in stand-up. This is incredible drive. It's why you're sitting in that chair yeah. right now. It really is. Yeah, so the problem with with these really unhealthy behaviors is that they pay off. <laughs> they do. They pay off in the long run. I remember seeing they make like you a, miserable. I can't remember the uh, basketball guy that wouldn't leave practice until he hit like oh. 10, but it had to be swishes in a row. He'd hit oh, nine. Oh, who is that? Tom I, told me about yeah, this. Yeah, and it made him better. It ended up making him better, but it also <laughs> probably fucked with him later in is life. Is this like Kobe Bryant? It no, might, it wasn't, I don't think it was Kobe. It wasn't that Kobe big. was a big practicer as well, right? Yeah. Tom told me that he was like but always. But the OCD things are like, I got to do this before I walk away. I got to do <gasps> uh -huh. this before I walk away. I have this shit. OCD where I can't take the last bite of anything. You leave it? I leave it. Even if it's a tiny... Why? Ask why shrink. 
Really? I don't even think I brought it up. This is because such a minor OCD that I don't deal with it. So it's a piece of pizza, a sandwich, anything. Just a little bite I will left. leave the last bite. There's huh. something so empty about clean plate. I don't like it. There, I just have to pre rinse it first, Christina. You got to <laughs> pre rinse that plate, girl. Fuck your pre rinse. <laughs> Fuck your pre rinse. Nope, I'm a believer in the pre rinse. Wait, what's your OCD? So what, what's oh yours? Oh my god, which what I, I I like to keep things yeah. organized and clean and neat. Everything has a place. It's good. Um, it's good. And and do you feel? I'll do you, tell you one. Do I you I, hold on? Do you ever feel like you're done? Or are you always in that OCD? Like, is there a time where you go? There are times where I unplug. <gasps> done. It. Yes. That, and then I let it neat. sort of get to a point where I'm I'm uncomfortable with it, but it's still clean. And then I'll clean or have somebody come clean it. Okay. But but is there, I'm saying, is there a contentment level with your cleanliness where you go, everything's 100%, everything's good. I can I'll, sit down yes. and I can chill. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're not constantly no, in. No, no. I watched my brother when I'm home and he was doing that shit. And I told him, I was like, dude, you make me feel good about myself over here. He's wiping every time somebody lift a drink up. He's over there wiping it. And I'm like, oh, got you bad. I should have been there. Help me with the CPR. It's not that bad when you're doing that. Um, okay. So what's another one? I used to do this thing where somebody would say a word, a sentence, and I would usually fixate on like the last word. Like if you said likable, let's say I would, then I would do it on my fingers. I would go likable and that's a three syllable. Then I, I would do it again until it ended on the thumb. I go likable, 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 likable. And I would do that with words and I would know when it would hit on the thumb. I was big for a long time. Wow, that's a good one. I would count steps. Yeah. I would count going up steps. Oh, that's up good. Steps. Like if yeah. my grandmother had a, a flight of stairs, I would always count two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I would do that. I still yeah. do it once in a while, but I was doing that for a while. The other one I did for a long time too, uh, before computers got here, is I would hold the remote in my hand. Yeah. And it has a pattern of three across. I learned how to count by threes like a motherfucker. I three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty, thirty-three, thirty-six, thirty-nine, forty-two, forty-five, forty-eight, fifty-one, fifty-four, fifty-seven, sixty. Like, and I would just run my finger over those threes and count silently in my head. I would do the words and try to always land that syllable on my thumb. Um, and then I would do a lot of the numbers. Counting numbers meant a lot to me. I didn't know and you were I that. I didn't know. I mean, know. that that was in my in my twenties when like I just got kicked out of the house. I'm totally, you know what I mean, like yeah. anxiety. And I look back. I'm still a leg shaker. I still really bounce my legs yeah. a lot, but mostly when I'm thinking or something creative, I I always sit and bounce my legs. It's an um, anxious. It feels right. good though to me. Like I, I remember going to Brookstone um in the mall remember they had I those foot Brookstone. massagers yeah, yeah i would put my feet on it and it would physically hurt me to stop <laughs> like i love the motion of my legs bouncing you know it just feels good to me i like being hurt like i like um toothpaste that burns <laughs> I, I like burning yeah like hot sauce and yeah that burns you're like ah, give me some more of that yeah yeah, yeah. like i enjoy um eating sour belts to the point where my sour belts there's a specific kind What's a sour belt? It's I've like, heard of every sour. I've never heard of a oh, belt. Oh, they're so hard to find. I There's a specific gas station here in the I valley. Think you mean those, a Pacific those, one. Pacifically. A Pacific strawberry sour station. belts. Oh, okay. Sour powers are good. <laughs> I never in my life. How the hell did I miss these? So, sour belts. What I do, there's a mood I get in. It's a self-flagellation mood. I don't know if it's an OCD, but it's definitely a behavior. And I'll be like, I got to eat that whole fucking thing. And I'll do it to where my tongue is like, just like yeah. raw. And then I like to brush with like the uh, peroxide tough uh, arm and hammer. It. You like to feel it. 
I want to strip the enamel off yeah. my teeth. Like I like that. I love the flossers because I really get in and then I throw that shit on the floor. We all know yeah, that. We know that. Yeah. yeah. We just rob right there. Yeah. <laughs> I have a thing about supplies. Like when I'm in a hotel room and I'm in a hotel where I don't, I sense that my needs aren't being met. I will quickly bring in the supplies I feel I need. Like I need enough water. I need um, coffee. I need, and I'll go and like gather the supplies immediately just to feel calmer and situated yeah yeah i get it that's a child to think of not having that stuff yep and you're like I gotta, i'm also I gotta. still from growing up with so little and having next to nothing most of the time anytime i go anywhere even if i'm by myself on the road when i unpack my shit <laughs> i keep it in a small little area oh wow that's interesting you know what i mean i don't hang shit up yeah. and put it away and i'm like you use the drawers in a hotel who the does that matter, you, you <laughs> psycho <laughs> What's the matter with that? you? Keep it in your suitcase yeah. like a real human being. <laughs> yeah, you don't live here, asshole. <laughs> yeah, you just move into Minneapolis for the weekend, you dick face. Yeah, I don't I do that. Who yeah. does that? Mate, put your feet up. It's your house now. No, it's not. No, it's not. I guess my OCD too also, like I have systems. So whenever I go on the road or, or vacation or take a bag somewhere, the dirty clothes go inside out. So I know when I get oh. home that that's what I have to wash. If it doesn't Smart. stink in the hotel and I didn't wear everything, you know, I do shit like that. <laughs> but I feel like I, I, it's funny because Bert has said this before too. I feel like because of being a producer all these years also, I feel like I produce things in my life. Mm. You know, like I make lists before I go, like here's everything I need for that Same. shit. Yeah. You know, I'm on, I try to be on point and responsible and, organized you know where are we going i got this don't worry i got seven different ways we're gonna get there today you know we're good we're that's good. such a result of not having your needs met as a kid when you're like i know seven different routes if that freeway's closed i can get there this yep. way um man i do that thing too and i'm like back when i was featuring okay if i miss that plane i can take this next flight out too that so i get there on time because mm -hmm. if i don't get there on time then i can get fired if i get then fired i can be a comedian i can be a comedian that's the thing i want to do in my life <laughs> oh it's exhausting okay um follow-ups do we have one more voicemail follow-up let's do that and then can i, I want ask you a question sure, go ahead do you find yourself because of being so independent young prior to having a family and stuff do you find it easy just to pick up and go somewhere yeah. And I don't mean move like Texas. Like this is, I, I mean, I'm just going to go fucking do this this weekend. You know what I mean? Like I've, I just, I'll go to Big Bear for the weekend on a, on a whim <laughs> or anything like that. Cause I've just, I wanted to get away so much um, and have that freedom that it's not a problem for me just to, to go. Yeah. I don't, I think it's more rooted in my bouncing back and forth between my parents Maybe, yeah. and living out of a suitcase as a kid so much that now like stand up travel, people are always like, how do you do that? Like I literally went to Phoenix. I did five shows in two days. And then when I flew back to LA, I didn't go to my home. I went to a hotel to meet my family. Right. And that was like, I was like, I don't care. Like that stuff doesn't phase me. Like, yeah, like you said, like, but Tom and I move like maniacs. We're always moving. Yeah, you guys have moved. I mean, I'm We're moving fools. Carondelet, I remember. Yeah. I remember that's one of my favorite, most dangerous <laughs> spots. Carondelet. Carondelet. I'll never forget that name. Neither will I. It's burned. All right. What? Well, let's do the last uh, voicemail follow-up. Carondelet. What a, hey, Mommy. Delay. This is Cassie from Northern California. Um, so I have somewhat of a follow-up and a Pajitsky effect. No. So on an episode a while ago, you were talking about how when you wash your face at night, it gets your pajamas all really wet. <sighs> well, I realized that what you can just do is just take your pajama top off and wash your face with no shirt on. Oh, wow. I bet wow. Tommy Buns will love it. 
and your clothes will stay nice and dry so you can sleep nicely in bed. Thank you very much. I wish I was coming out in May, but I was in California. So thanks, Mommy. Have you ever thought of that? Washing your face shirtless no. in your life? No, Who I does ch- that? I just changed my shirt, the wet one, you know? Like, oh, two shirts for a face wash. <laughs> wow, and I never even never even thought of that, huh? Gosh. Let's do Pajitsky effects. These are the most fun. I feel like you've got a bunch of these too. I'll tell you a dumb one that yeah. didn't dawn on me yeah. until I'm serious. I can't <laughs> believe I did this till like eighth, seventh or eighth grade, but I would wet my hair. Like if I just had to wet my hair in the sink in the morning or something, you know, you <laughs> shower the night before because you have fucking five people in a one bathroom. So I wet my hair. Yeah. And one day my friend had spent the night and I go, you're using warm water? <laughs> Never dawned on me. That I could have warm watered my hair. I would always put it under freezing water. I'm like, what was I thinking? What the fuck was I thinking? Till seven, till seventh grade. I jerked off before I figured out I could use warm water on my hair. I know. That doesn't make it's, it. Doesn't, it's so like, stupid. Or it's like figuring out you can buy soap that you enjoy the smell of. Yeah, yeah. There is the, like, or you're like, I don't have to buy just any soap. Like I can get a preferential or I can buy toothpaste that I enjoy. Not just like this just shit. Whatever. I w- I still can't smell. I wish I could smell. It's been over four months. You still can't smell. I can't a thing. Not a thing. Wow, wow. There's got to be a doctor that can help at this point with the anosmia. Uh, yeah, because mine comes back like comes and goes a bit. Does it really? Uh huh. But I I got taste like it comes and goes. Taste is coming back and smell a little but bit. But smells go- going. It's wild yeah. months. And did you get the vaccine yet? Mm-hmm. I wonder if the vaccine reactivated those, the anosmia and all that. Because I feel like it, my smell was getting better in my taste and then I got the vaccine and then it got worse again. I really? Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's do some uh, voicemails for Pajitsky effect. Chrissy, T, listen. I have a Pajitsky effect. Okay, so it just hit me literally right now even though I purchased these uh, like a week ago. I... <laughs> I can uh, flock any time during the day. I don't have to just wait morning and night and let the food build up in my teeth um, throughout the day. Uh, I can buy a little package of uh, flockers and leave them in my truck because I just ate a salad and chicken, and it was in there. And I'm like, well, I guess this is in there for the rest of the day. No, it's not. I have my flockers. I don't leave them in my fucking truck or on the side of my bed. I'm with Tom. Love you. I got a pack of them in my console. See, I'm even not as evolved as his, this guy. I don't even have them in my purse, and I fucking should, because I do what he's talking about, where I'm like, oh, I had Korean barbecue. Guess I have to keep this food. This gristles in. <laughs> this is going to alter my bite when it gets out of here five hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> you feel your bite is altered. <laughs> like, God damn. That's why I'm against the paper straws. How am I supposed to floss my teeth with that? The plastic ones, I bend and I floss. Don't you? Of course. Yeah. But Or I put it up under there and twist it a little bit. <laughs> make sure I don't have anything when I come to shows like yours. <laughs> no, what I do is I I get my sock and I pull a string out of the sock. No. And then I'll floss Christina. <laughs> is that for real? Christina. I'll show you right now. <laughs> i string. Hold awesome. on. These are ankle socks. These aren't the good kind. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of thread, though. No. So, huh? They're not the good kind. Oh, here you go. Here. 
Now, I don't. I only recommend this in a pinch. Now, I'll tell you the one I saw a girl do one time. Go. Oh my god! You just Christina. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> I uh, I dated a girl one time and I watched her like look around. I was watching. She didn't know I was watching. I watched her look around. She popped the hair out and out of her head. Hair. Hair. I wish right out of her hair. head. And I was like, you know what? It's your hair. <laughs> It's gross that you're doing that at a party in front of everybody, but you know, back home, that's your shit right there. You know, that's your shit. Well, I'm amazed that her hair could be strong enough to floss with because that's that's some good quality yeah, hair. Good Mine hair. would not tolerate my break. It was good hair. I've flossed on airplanes before. With, with the stick or with no, with the no, stick. you wrapped it up. Like, you're going to be on passenger shaming. <laughs> Oh my God. I shout out to her. I yeah. love passenger I love shaving. Too, She's yeah. great. But I've only done, okay. So like I've been desperate times, you know, there's like meat teeth and I'd be like, if I don't fucking do this, I'm going to kill myself. So I would like turn towards the window and I would secretly floss. I wasn't like, and the guy behind us back here. <laughs> He's like, is that Christina? Podcast? False chance. Floss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, but yeah. I didn't realize I could bring the floss or bring it. You know what yeah. I didn't realize? I just, in okay, 48 years. Yeah. <laughs> going to the dentist since I've been going to the dentist, the little kid. I didn't know you could just get nitrous. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, the lady goes, I'm going to do a deep clean on you, and I recommend um, getting a water pick, which is what I use in the shower yeah. now instead of floss, because I fucking hate floss. I use a water pick. Yeah, okay. But um, I go, hey. So it turns out they were like, we love your show. And I was like, that's wow. nice, guys. And I was like, can I ask you something? I go, nitrous. She goes, right away. She goes, you want nitrous? Like, right away. <laughs> I go, can I get it? She goes, hell yeah, you can get it. She goes, look, your insurance won't cover it, but it's like 30 bucks. I oh. was like, done. I love when they do that to you. They're like, she's like, oh my God, I this is going to be the best time you've ever had. She's telling me. She <laughs> put it, it on me. Oh, I was laughing. And she's like, do you feel it yet? I go, no. And then she cranked it out. I go, look, you know my laugh. If you're going to make me laugh like that. <laughs> And she's telling me shit and doing it, and I didn't feel a fucking thing. I loved it. And then you just float out of it. I want to do. Oh, and then you just back to normal. She said that she's worked with doctors that have celebrities that order nitrous. I would do that. And they just sit and breathe it at home at night and laugh and have a good time. And they're not hot. You know what I mean? Well, they fade out. Eventually, you'll get addicted. The, yeah. The thing is, is I used to do whippets in college, yeah. which is nitrous oxide. Mm-hmm. And I would do it in a balloon until I would be in the Legoland, like wah, wah, wah. And that fried my brain, though. The next day I was slow. Okay, two stories about that. All right. Yeah, go so ahead. we used to go to the Grateful Dead concerts back in the day. You were the, a deadhead? The, I was not a deadhead, but I liked the Grateful Dead. And the only time, honestly, you could get the good drugs was when the dead <laughs> rolled into town. That's when everybody would go get the acid, the opium, the shrooms. Like it came readily available when the dead rolled into town. Um, and that's where we discovered nitrous balloons. And this guy was mm. selling them. And we're watching everybody do them. And I'm hearing their voice <laughs> do all that shit. And yeah. one yeah. guy, we, we used to do the whippets. We also used to yeah. take the butane from lighters and oh. people would do it. And I watched a guy one time <laughs> sit and stare at a fish tank and swear he was talking to his grandfather, like shit like that. So we're at the dead concert and this guy's doing a balloon and my brother's talking, we're making fun of him laughing. And the guy's like, Phew. I'll run up that hill. It was like a parking, <laughs> you know, tier. So there's a parking lot here and there's a grass I'll hill and then a parking hill. lot here, grass hill. And he's like, I'll run up that hill. We're like, 10 bucks says you can't make it up that hill. And there was a little, like, just a little gulch here before he went up the hill. 
That dude went full force, sprinted, fell on his fucking face, <laughs> busted his two teeth out. He had a triangle right here, like a triangle <laughs> busted his teeth out. We were like, ah, you dumb fuck. So also a shout out to Captain Ed's. Stupid. You probably know Captain Ed's. It's like the, the, the oldest head shop in the United oh, States. I think yeah, it has yes. the big old school deadhead uh, lightning yes. bolt, red, white, it's been blue, around right? LA forever. forever. Yeah. So I go in there. This is God. And this is early 2000s. I would go in there, get a pipe or whatever. And they always had this local girl competition. So I'm standing there and I'm watching these like cute fucking Chola girls roll in. Girl competition, like like a beauty contest? And I'm like, what's going on back there? And uh -oh. he's like, oh, those girls are getting naked. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and they would be in and out. And then he's like, right here. And he's got this wall of Polaroids of these girls who are naked for like the best valley girl or something. For, I'm like, like to come in here and see that? That was their level, right? And the guys <laughs> got this big fucking balloon. And he's got a valve on. He's like, cracker. And, he, and he's he's hitting nitrous, just taking hits. And he's he's fucking gray. I'll never forget. He's clammy. He's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, <laughs> I go, bro, are you hitting nitrous? Like just like shots right now? He's like, yeah. I go, you're gonna die. You're gonna yeah. die. I go, you don't look good now at all. Like you're bluish. <laughs> and your lips turn. You're purple. clammy. Your yeah. lips are purple with that white, like that Dave Chappelle white shit around it when he does that <laughs> crack. And uh, I'm like, you don't look, and he's just hitting, and then he goes over to the tank and fills another one. I was oh like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I didn't even buy anything. I was like, I'm good. I don't want to watch you die in here. You're gonna die. But who won the Valley Girl contest? Most importantly, I think Adriana got it. Right? <laughs> I think Adriana got it. Yeah, it's interesting what people aspire to in the Valley. Mm -hmm. Like that. That's that's her goal. Yeah. And they're yeah. showing everything, by the way. They're meows, too? All of it. And open hmm. meows. And do they Like, the cat was yawning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was yawning. It was a tired cat. <laughs> yeah. Did they win anything? The best. Do you think they, they won? They probably won, like, a free pipe kit or some bullshit. Who knows? I have no idea. Some rolling papers. That's wild, huh? What people will do. Mm -hmm. it may, it's so weird. I think it's weird that people do OnlyFans, and they're like, you know, you can see my beef. You can watch me have sex with stuff. I don't care. Stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? The best. Is that okay? Uh, this is the internet. This isn't like the head shop. No. You know what I mean? This yeah, is they forever. Were, they were early. They were early. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you do see. cameos? Uh, no. Yeah. I, no. Do you? No, I feel weird about taking money to say happy birthday to somebody. Yeah. I um, personally, yeah, I do too. Cause like, you know, every now and then people hit me up. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll just do it for shout free. Yeah, I'll like, shout whatever. you out. Whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I feel like it's kind of weird. But I don't I don't begrudge anybody that does. No. I, they bring so much happiness to people. Look, like, no I've judgment, them. no shame on anything. I'm just... Oh, know. I judge and I shame lots of things. But, but cameo, all, yeah. I'm, I'm straight with it. Like, right. it's fine, dude. Okay. All right, let's do another Pajitsky effect. I fucking love these. Hey, Hitler. So I had a Pajitsky effect recently. I live in Northern California and frequently on the side of the road in my suburban area, there'll be fruit stands that sell a bunch of fresh strawberries or mangoes. I pass them every single day when I drive home and I look at them and I'm like, oh man, I really want these strawberries. And it dawned on me the other day that I can just pull over and buy them. <laughs> so I did. I bought... $30 worth of strawberries. I chopped a bunch of peas to make smoothies. I uh, made some simple syrup to put in cocktails, and I'm uh, thrilled. So you can buy fruit on fruit stands. Really good. Support those people. Anyways, keep it high and tight, and you bet I'm coming up in May. Wait, we're laughing because you know you've done the same fucking yeah. thing. Hell yeah, I bought plenty of shit off the side of the road. 
but but do you realize what i just did for the first time that was so rad you know those mexican dudes in la that have the carts and they yeah. have all those dope ass fruits like papaya there's a guy on my corner every, <laughs> i'm not kidding you every day i can go out and get it for you i'll do a little video it's the best so he sells mango, that fruit cup with the what's the uh, the fucking tahine tahine is that how you say yes, it yes yeah. bro i don't know any of that I'm, i didn't know that's how i got here well, so for fucking my whole life in this city, I've seen people eat this shit and I've been like, God, that looks so good. Like what she's describing. I've been like, mm, let's try some of that fruit. And I just never have until like a few months ago, there was one of those guys at my kid's soccer thing. And I was like, I'm fucking here for it, bro. It's the best thing I've ever had. And I'm so mad that it took me this that long. long. Yeah. You know what they would sell in Baltimore in the street? Hmm. There was this area right near Security Boulevard by the Security Mall. And it was security mm -hmm. and okay. it would have it's where, as a matter of fact, it's exactly where Interstate 70. You can look at it begins or ends right there in Maryland. Okay, That's where you either drive it to all the way or you get off. But Let's look see. up, look up Security Boulevard um, Muslim bean pie. <laughs> look up this. Oh, I know what you're talking about. These guys would walk Oakland, the streets they have them and in sell bean pies in traffic. Yep. Yeah, you don't see that out here. No, but and the Oakland airport has a Muslim bean pie booth. Yeah, there they are. Shit's so good, yeah. Yeah, shit's off the chain. <laughs> you guys out here selling fruit and shit. We're buying bean pies off yeah. the street right there. He is. Shit's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a lot of shit. I bought the best be some of the best bed sheets I've ever had. I bought at a gas station. At a gas station parking lot. I swear yeah. to God, they were great sheets. Yeah, great I bought sheets. some sheets too at a gas mm -hmm. station. One time I bought... <laughs> I didn't go for the velvet paintings over there in the corner of okay. Rocky and Bruce Lee, but I did get your bed <laughs> sheet. I was just going to say that uh, there was a time where I had no money, but there was a place on the street selling these ridiculous paintings that it, you click the button on and then it would move like a waterfall. -uh. Like, you have them in like <laughs> yeah, Chinese salons and shit. Bro. Bro, I remember like I had no money at the time. And I was like, Tom, I spent $40 on one of these. And it was just like a waterfall and it moved. God damn, I wish I fucking had it now. It was so good. We had it in our apartment for a while. I think it broke. John Goodman's made it through every, every move. He's made it through so, every move. With for him. those of you who don't know, um, I have a framed headshot of John Goodman. In your toilet. In, in my toilet. Yeah. And it's been with me since 2006 six since tom and i started it was on carondelet it was on carondelet yeah and then we now tom and i bring john to every shitter in our in our home and he sits yeah. there and he says hello when you take a shit it's awesome and he's his smile is just like he's just so happy mm -hmm. to see you he's like come to shit buddy shit? you gonna take shit <laughs> let me look at this will you google john Gummins so i can just see you come to take a shit buddy you come to shit just the fifth Either way, there he is. There he's is. smiling in my bathroom. Yeah, he's, and he's old younger. John. He's Roseanne yeah. John. Aww. Yeah, Roseanne era. He was such a cutie pie. What a talented guy. Mm -hmm. There he is. God, I love him. And I love Roseanne too. Love them. Good people. Anyways, anything else? What are you plugging? The, the honeydew. Do the Patreon. The YouTube. The Subscribe, RyanSickler.com. That's it. Go there. My dates will be coming. We'll do some fall dates and get out there and go. I'm sure I'll add some stuff in the summer, hopefully. Yeah. And you know what I always think about you is when the K, K commercial, every kiss begins with, with K's. K's. And we put the S on the end. Every kiss begins with K's. <laughs>
This is a very it, musical episode. Yeah. It might be our most musical <laughs> ever, Christina. Wait, but why did you guys start doing that? Because you and Tom, it's been a joke for it's like from Cut Man. 15 years. Oh. It's, it's from Cut Man. We had, uh, we, he's like, um, he was talking about something. And he goes, every kiss begins with case. He was talking about getting a rig and he sang it to like himself. He was like, you know, okay, Joe, like every kiss begins with case. And then we were like, case. We put an S on everything. Oh, Jim's Deli. Put an S on Jim's. Jim's. <laughs> Tony Hinchcliffe's father has a restaurant mm-hmm. called Joey. Yeah. No Joey's, just Joey. I want to eat there too. So do I. Yeah. Oh, there's another one I always think of you. Joey. Um, one hand washes the other. You <laughs> you your latex with the gloves glove on, on. Rings over it. Yeah. God. I want to do a cut man too. I told Tom, like we had this whole premise where we were ahead of our time. We had a whole premise where were. our fucking fighters we get suspended we get and then all of a sudden we f- see an mma guy and we're like what the fuck's this shit <laughs> he's like oh you can you, we're like you can elbow them in the head you can bleed in their face and then <laughs> we go from the bottom of boxing to immediately the top of the ufc because we've been doing that shit for years <laughs> we've been doing that shit for years we go right to the top look at you too and uh and uh <laughs> and then conor mcgregor and fucking floyd mayweather fight i was like tom i told you we could have done that <laughs> Look at you guys. Do's or do. Do's or do. Do's. Do's or do. Everything. But wait, now in our defense, that was on the wall yes, in there. They paid it. That is real. Do's or do is real. We didn't steal that. Look, there you are. And my favorite part of Cutman, too, is when you're feeding. Were you chicken feeding chicken? To chicken? I said to Tom, like, you should just. And he's over there giving chicken. The people were so mad about that. Apparently, that's not good. <laughs> He's just sitting there talking about this because I ain't no bitch. And he's throwing fucking chicken. You want to go be a bitch? Go be a bitch. And he's throwing chicken to the chicken. Where can, can people watch Cutman nowadays? It's online. It's on my YouTube. Yeah, go to oh my YouTube my channel. Gosh. It's on there. All the episodes are on there. So we originally shot a pilot for it. And then we had some heat too. Um, there was a Slam Dance media group that was like, hey, we sift through everything that goes to Sundance and Slam Dance and and we look for things that are pilot ready and we love we think this is the best one of the best things in the last few years. Oh, it was so funny. And then we had all that momentum and then the writer strike hit and then all those people yeah. went away and it killed everything. And um so what we ended up doing, we sold it to um Comedy Central and they put it on Adam TV and we broke that. them up. We broke it up into like ten little episodes or something yeah. like so there's little webisodes and this is it's SD before we did that. A, we did it long time ago now, 2005, six, somewhere in there. I just started dating Tom. Was we it? Just yeah. started dating. So then what like, is that? 2006? 2005. Five. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to make this short with my friend Ryan. We rented cameras and we did. I was like, damn, you guys are awesome. We had a whole crew. These, bo- these guys let us come. Imagine letting people come in here and shoot and be like, lock up when you're done. That's what they, well, they're all damaged, but that's what they fucking <laughs> did. They're crazy. We should make it now. We'll find a way to make Cut Man the movie. I'll put now. money in it. Let's do it. Hey, if Kreischer can do the machine. Come on. We could do Cut Man. So we, have, we yeah. already have a script written for it. Oh, my God. We have a full feature-length script that's ready to go. Well, then here you go. If you're listening and you want to make Cut Man, you know who to fucking reach out to. Let's do it. It would be Sickler. so much fucking fun. Yeah. So much fun. Well, I'm so... Uh, Just I love like this. You. Yeah. It, easy. Just easy, right? To work yeah. with people you've known for a million years and... I mean, look at this. This hour and a half has gone by. It feels Flown. like five fucking minutes. Flown. I love you so I much. I really do. You you know, I want to say this because 
especially being a woman in comedy with everything we've seen go on in comedy <laughs> for women the last 20 years from, know. you know, all the bullshit you have to put up with. And I, you've told me about dudes you've called out that I know, and I'm still not friendly with them because of that kind oh, of good. shit. Like, no, you've, I just feel like as a woman in this business, especially a beautiful woman, you are already in a hole, extra hole, because guys are like, oh, this chick's funny or pretty, so she's probably not that funny. And yeah. women are like, who the fuck's this pretty bitch thing she is? Yeah, so you yeah. you got to fight so hard just to get to zero and then from there show them that you can do this. You mean it's not a point of personal privilege point that I'm a privilege. white cisgender? Uh, <laughs> listen, if you're a white cisgender, please go by Chris. Just go by Chris. I can't have Christine or Christina. I still, by the way, I still love it. I called Joey Diaz on the way here and left Christine. him a voicemail. Told him I was doing Christine's podcast. Never change. Never, never, never let, never tell Joey that my name is Christina. I won't. I called you Christine, so it reinforces. That's it. what we're all doing. We're all gonna do that until the end of time. Christine, I drop my seeds too, girl. I drop my seeds. So thank you so much for looking out. I love you, dude. We're in it. Hey. Hey, listen, Forever, like homie. I said, when I came over, we survived a motherfucking pandemic. We did, bro. We've survived comedy for 20 fucking years. We've survived this thing called life. I We're know. still here. We're still throwing uppercuts and elbows. That's right. And I'm That's very what's proud up. of you guys. Proud of you too, homie. You guys changed the game. You've changed the yeah. game. Christina. All right, I'll take it. You're, you guys are one of the tiny juggernauts of pocket. Look, I want to say this wild. too, because I read this article recently that said 1% of podcasts, regardless of you know, comedy, social, or uh, political, whatever. Um, gar regardless of subject, get 50,000 or more downloads. Okay, mm. think about that. 1%? 1%. And then 1% of that is or are the juggernauts, like you guys. Wow. So We're it's, in a, you're in. But you're now in juggernaut territory. You're, you're in the sphere. I'm getting up there. You're there. I'm up there, but I'm getting you're up there. there. But it's you guys. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I mean, to take... Can, I, can one thing, let me just say one thing and we'll get out of night. here. This whole thing, like, I, I know it's um, the point of personal privilege where everybody's like, privilege. you're a woman, you're cisgender, and I'm an immigrant. Like, to lead with these monikers, you know, which is like the trend right now. Like, I listen to other podcasts and kid, younger people now are leading every story with like, I was... I was a privileged, you know, I was an immigrant. I am a blah, 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 da, da, da. And I'm like, does any... <laughs> Yeah, there's advantages, obviously, to everybody's life and disadvantages. But at the end of the day, I think it is hard work and fuck yeah, and and <laughs> overcoming your personal story. It's like not. I also don't think I, I, I don't, I don't know. know if I should tell this story or not. I'll be careful. I'll say it without saying names. But I think that our trauma, and instead of just curling up in a ball and becoming a junkie or an whatever, killing or whatever it was, the fight through that yeah it just it makes you almost bulletproof for this fucking industry this is nothing i mean this is for nothing. the things these people said to me like oh you don't like that joke oh, okay <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you're not gonna beat me when i get home tonight I don't oh, give we're a good. i don't give a fuck but yeah but but also i was never limited by i'm a female there's only so many women i should you know you're whatever you're whatever i was never limited by those descriptors of me so i feel like pointing out constantly that someone so and so is a this and a this and this are we not reinforcing your meekness your weaknesses yeah. how many going, bitch ass guys have you met in this business fucking a, a lot a shitload of them yeah Okay, so to me, you were always like the homie. You were always OG. You were always, but you came from some shit. Like when I would have real conversations yeah, yeah. with you back in the day, I'm like, Christine is not some fucking, you know, 
point of personal privilege person <laughs> or anything. Like uh, you're point real. Point of privilege. <laughs> You've been through real that's shit so and you dealt with it. You dealt yeah, with yeah. it. But so have you. But that's that's what I'm saying. The lesson is not like your labels. You're a white male, cisgender, da da da. It's like what you've overcome and your resilience and your determination to be like, fuck that shit, dude. I'm not doing this. Same it's who story. you are, not what you are. Yeah. I want I want to be a good person. I don't yeah. give a fuck what you call. Like, I want you to be happy. I want you to be. If you're trans, go do it. If you're yes, gay, go course. do it. If you're, you know, but shut the fuck up about it a little bit. You know, we all don't need to know everything about your personal business. I know. It's your personal business. I was always taught that. Shut up about your business. I, I'm not out there making out in the street with a, a woman because I'm like, I'm going to start yelling like, we need to normalize heterosexuality. Like, no, it just, we do it. We don't go around. But can you imagine if I went to every party from now on and go, I'm heterosexual. I'd like you to make sure that you refer to me. And every time we talk, please, please point out the fact that I'm heterosexual. I just want to normalize it. I just want to normalize it. Like I'm all in support of everything that everyone wants to do. But, and a lot of these people think it's like new to like David Bowie was androgynous. How long ago? Like you ain't doing anything new. They just didn't have TikTok. David Bowie didn't have TikTok. He had music. That's what's up. I listened to fucking, uh, that song laid by James. He's talking about messing around with gender role. Like none of this shit's new. Or even what's that guy on the fucking piano he was wearing makeup. Not Chuck Berry. No. Elton John. Elton John. The black guy. Famous, famous. Tutti Frutti. Oh, Little Richard. Little yeah. fucking Richard. Fuck you yeah. don't think he was playing of with course. gender and... Look at Prince. Prince. Prince was the one of the... In the 80s, he's doing this he shit. He just like, did it. He just had a veil over his fucking face <laughs> and still banged women, but he didn't come out and tell you like, oh, so this is... Here's everyone. Here's what I like to fuck. Like, that's what... <laughs> why do we all need to know? Listen, y'all need to normalize what I like to fuck, okay? Like, no, we don't. Keep it to yourself. I know. I also don't... Not, yeah, what is this incessant need to, to be out with every right. sexual proclivity? Everything. I don't give a... I don't yeah. want to know what everybody's into. I don't care what you like to fuck. <laughs> Are you fucking kids or animals? No. Have at it. Ha- is it consensual? Have at it. Go fuck as many people, whatever you want. What did you say? Go fuck stuff. Go fuck stuff, man. <laughs> you don't need to tell us about it. Just go fuck stuff. I know. I was listening to this podcast. Yeah, shut the fuck up about it. Like my, um, <laughs> I was listening to this podcast about a guy who's an adult baby diaper wearer. And I was like, yes, this is the podcast I've needed. This is what I love. I love outliers. I love weirdos. Mm-hmm. And his whole, yeah, the whole thing is like, I just want to be, I just want to feel I'm accepted. And like, you're not going to be. Go find the I'm community sorry. to do that. That's right. So, so the go, go find that. Yes. So or he did. build that. But that's what he did. Oh, good. Is that good he for found him. other people. Good for him. He saw he, it out. He's he happier quit. than a pig and shit. <laughs> and by the way, I'm jealous because he's so fucking excited about diaper wearing. I mean, the guy, it's like he found his meaning in life. I'm like, I wish I were excited about anything that, in life that he's so excited about these diapers. And he did. He found other people. But it's like if you want everybody to fucking high five you for this, good luck, sweetie. Good luck. That's not going to happen. Good luck. You're not hey, going to support get... you. Good luck out there. <laughs> good luck out there. Go fuck whatever you want. We don't need to know about it. We don't need <laughs> to know right. about it. We don't even, my father used to say the same thing. We don't. Nobody needs to know. Come on, come on. Who fucking gives a shit? But Who that cares? was in relation to gay pride. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know how fucking angry older guys get about gay pride. Get quiet about me. You can just uh, 
Yeah, I mean, come on. But I don't need a fucking parade for this gay shit. I mean, come on. For come this on. Gay They're fucking shit. each other. I get it. Okay. Well, I get it. Come on. We don't have a straight parade. And like, that's because we're the majority. Every I mean. parade's a straight parade. Every straight. And the yeah. gay parade. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. parade's kind of gay. Kind of gay. Honest. Yeah. Every right. parade's kind of gay. <laughs> All right. I love you. You're the greatest. We're going to do it. We're going to keep doing it. I'm coming down to see you guys. I'm coming so up in I'm May. A, yeah, you are. I'm coming up in May and make a weekend out of it down I in Texas. I love it. I love it. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much for being here. Ryan Sickler at The Honeydew. Check him out. If you haven't already, it's a great podcast. Ryan's a great comedian. And until next time, stay cool, moms. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.